0: Hello there. Welcome to Revelations from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paulo Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulocornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello there, dear friends. Welcome to this edition of Revelations from the Heart podcast. This is episode number 70. And if you've been following along with me the last few weeks, I've been doing a teaching about the coming of the Antichrist. And so I've laid the foundation by first talking about discussing, going through line by line about the rapture of the church. Um, If I were to give this particular episode a title, it would be Watch Who You Listen To. And so you'll find out very shortly, um, what I mean by that. And so, um, I've been getting a lot of good feedback from those have been, people have been telling me in person or, um, sending messages, texting and email, letting me know that thank you so much for this teaching It's cleared up a lot of things. And it just puts a sense of excitement, uh, really for those of us that, 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 Want to be counted in that number of the rapture it's it's very it's something it's, it's something to look forward to it's very 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 exciting and so you know when you're sure of your future and you know where you're going and so um I started by laying the foundation the last few weeks talking about the rapture of the church and why I do believe in the rapture of the church and have given scripture to support. Uh, that belief and so if you've missed the last two episodes you want to go want to go back and listen to those episodes 68 and 69 you want to listen to those because i'm just going to build upon those uh two episodes i'll review just a little bit uh today where we looked at in first corinthians in the book of thessalonians first thessalonians uh if i'm not mistaken i believe that is i think it's five let me look at my bible you'll hear me flipping pages because i still like to read the Bible. The book, the Bible, the book. So there's five chapters in the book of First Thessalonians. And in each chapter, there is mention of the rapture. There is mention of the rapture. And so um, it's just unmistakably, without a doubt, that Christ is going to come back for the church. And remember that I told you that the rapture of the church is different from the second coming. Uh, the rapture of the church is a private event between Jesus Christ and his his bride or Jesus Christ and the church. And I don't mean like the building, but the people universal all over the world where he's going to get us out of the way. And then he's going to begin to deal with the wicked. And actually the rapture of the church will initiate the start of the tribulation. Seven years of the worst time on earth. You do not want to be here. You do not want no one that you know to be here. So that's why it's important while we still have time that you um, prayerfully and um, boldly. Just share with your loved ones, you know, the faith and um, try to, you know, minister to them as much as you can. So let's just have a quick word of prayer and then we're going to get into the review and then we're going to, I'm going to introduce some more uh, fresh revelation for you today. So, Father God, we thank you today for the opportunity once again to come before you. I thank you, Father God, that everyone under the sound of my voice, Father, has ears to hear, a heart to receive and a mind to change. And I thank you, Father God, that you're ministering to people far beyond what I could ever do. And I thank you that as I yield myself to you and I let you speak through me, Father God, let them not hear my voice, but let them hear the voice behind the voice. And that is the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of Almighty God. So you be glorified today through this teaching. I give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So, um, like I was saying, the book of 1 Thessalonians, um, Paul... Uh, writes to the church in Thessalonica. This was a young group of believers that um, were kind of mixed up about uh, when Christ was to return. And so Paul, uh, in 1 Thessalonians, I believe it's 4, he begins to give them the description of the rapture of the church. And so I talked about that in depth in uh, previous episodes. And so, then last week we looked in First Corinthians where Paul makes mention of the rapture once again, and uh, I'm going to read that really quick. Um, I'm going to read that scripture really quick. 1 uh, Corinthians fifteen fifty one. It says, "Behold," which "Behold" just means wow. It's just an amazement, like oh my goodness. Like wait, hold up, just a minute. This is really powerful. That I'm going to try to put this into words for you if I can. I show you a mystery. All right, and. If you remember, I said last week that in the Greek, it actually says, um, it doesn't say I show, but it says, I say, so, uh, a mystery has to be spoken to be revealed. It has to, you know, be revealed. It says, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. So what he's saying there is that there is a generation that will not see death. Okay. There's a generation that will not see death and that those that have died in Christ, um, they're not dead as is, as in, you know, never alive again, but they're just sleeping right now, but that they will all be changed and we're going to be changed. So we're going to take on... Incorru- uh, take off corruptible put on incorruptible. So that means that we, we're going to be changed. Okay. So our bodies are not going to be like these physical bodies that we have with pains and aches and limitations and, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. But we're all going to be changed. All right. And then he goes on to say, he begins to describe like what this change is going to look like. He says in a moment. And that word there moment is the Greek word atomos. And it's where we get the word for atom. So it's like a, it's like a small a split second, okay? This is going to happen like in a split second, okay? And he begins to describe what that second moment is going to be like. It's going to be like the twinkling of an eye or the twitch of an eye. You have an eye twitching. It happens so fast you can't even see it. You try to get up and get a mirror to see and it's, it's done. Or you say, look, hey, my eye's twitching. Can you see it? No, you cannot see a twitch. You don't usually get to see a twitch. So in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, and when it talks here about the trump, this is the sound of This is a war trumpet. Okay, and this is a blast that's going to sound, and it's actually, Christ is declaring it's time for war, like it's time to set things in order. So this blast will initiate that, the setting of things in order will initiate that, okay? So once the rapture takes place, then the seven-year tribulation, it will begin, like, immediately, okay? And so it says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump for the trumpet, and that's the same as the trump, shall sound. So there's going to be a sound, and only those that are included in that remnant, those that haven't fallen away, those that have stayed true to the faith, um, that those will be the ones, they will hear that sound, okay? And it's like, 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 before the rapture takes place, uh, before it happens, it will be in the midst of a very, very, like troublesome time you know people sometimes say we're in the tribulation now and sometimes it sometimes feels like it i know some people try to say like with the the covid that that was a tribulation and to be honest with you the tribulation is going to be far worse than that far worse than that and so you know really right now you have to set your mind and prepare your mind to deal with whatever is to come okay and so but before christ returns before he comes to get us it will be in the midst of a very 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 Tough, difficult time, okay, for uh for all of us, okay. But the amazing thing is that he's gonna come to get us. So it's this instant, this uh, situation or this will happen at, at at just in the moment in the twinkling of eye, very quickly. Okay, it happened very, very quickly. That's why you gotta stay ready because we don't know the exact moment, but we see the signs of the time that are there right now. We we see several signs that, that, that are, um, that are, that are here that, you know, in my beliefs is that the way that things are going and have been going that, um, you know, the rapture could happen at any moment. It really could. It could happen at any moment. And I don't say that to scare you, you know, because God doesn't put things in his word to scare us, but he puts us in there for the, to prepare us. So, you know, we're not taken aback. So when we see these things, that's why you got to read the scripture, because when certain things come and you see them arise, you say, oh yeah, the Bible talks about that, that it will be like this, you know? And so it's no, it's no surprise. There's not too much that surprises me. The only thing that really kind of takes me aback is that it's just amazing that we're living in this time and seeing all of it at this moment in this time. But my heart rejoices because I know how it ends up. I know that Jesus is coming to get us. And for me and for those of you that believe and know that, that is great news. That is really great news. And so I know that the more, you know, that the world goes on, you realize how much we do not, this is not my home. I do not fit in here. These people are wilding out, you know, every day you see something that's like, oh, my goodness. These people are really, 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 you know, just, just doing a bit much. So it says, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Somebody said, I'm looking forward to that change because I got these aches and these pains and these funny things happening in my body, but you're going to get a new body. Okay. So in a moment, in an atom of time, in a split second, in the twinkling of an eye in the twitch as fast as your eye can twitch, this is how fast it's going to happen. That the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So before those that are alive, those that have remained, those that are still here on the earth alive in Christ, he's going to raise the dead first. He's going to resurrect the dead, wherever they are. So what about those that have been cremated? Well, hey, God, it's a, it's a, it's a, a supernatural thing. He's going, to, he's going to do that. And I'm not too concerned about how he's going to do it or that. I just know that he's going to do it. And so those that are changed, you know, the dead in Christ will rise first. And Christ is going to descend from heaven. He's going to come down from heaven. And he's going to meet us in the air. And actually it gives you the picture of that. He's going to give us a welcoming mat. It's like the, he's going to roll out the red carpet for those that have endured to the end. Oh, my goodness. This is good news. This is good news. So I want to flip over to Second Thessalonians 2. And this is a very powerful end time scripture um, talking about the church. And actually, let me just set up the background for you for 2 Thessalonians. Paul had written 1 Thessalonians to the church in Thessalonica. And upon writing that, you know, he thought that it would clear up some things well some more issues arose and so he had to write a second letter okay to deal with the issues again and so what was happening here is that some of the teachers were saying that the rapture had already happened so these were new you know like young believers and so they were panicking like what the rapture already took place we missed it you know think about how that will make you feel if you have missed the rapture that's like the worst probably feeling ever and so um that's why paul that's why he wrote uh, the, sec- the the second book of, of Thessalonians. And also, once again, there was a lot of Christians that were being persecuted because they had defied Caesar. Um, and so those that were still alive were wondering what happened to them, you know, what's what's happened to them. And so that's when he wrote 1 Thessalonians and told them, you know, the dead in Christ are going to rise first, that God doesn't see them as gone forever, but that he just sees them as asleep and that they're going to rise again. So the good news is, is that those of you that have loved ones that have passed away that were that are in Christ, that they're just sleeping. They're just sleeping and that they're going to rise again um, at the coming of Christ. And so a lot of them were confused <coughs> about the return of Jesus. And so Paul had to clear this issue up. And like I said, there was someone in the church that was coming with uh, spreading wrong teaching. And they were coming and saying, you know, Paul said this. They had said that Jesus had already come back and that they had missed it. So, you know, these folks were upset about this, okay? And so um, Paul had to let them know, uh, you know, about the end times and the last days and what was going to happen. And so he didn't tell them this to scare them, but to prepare them and to give them hope and confidence because we know that soon and very soon we are going to see the king we are going to see the king. So second Thessalonians is actually, um, you know, in response to first Thessalonians. All right. So let's look at, uh, second Thessalonians two and chapter one. So, um, you know, this just gives us proof that just like even in our present day, we have those that are preaching untruths, um, that this was also happening in the first century as well. They were seeing these untruths, um, uh, being preached and taught and some, you know, some innocently, but some maybe not so inno- innocently. So let's look at Second uh, Thessalonians 2, 1 and 2. It says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. All right. So let's just go back and let's look at this and see see what's what's going on. So Paul starts out by saying, um, "I beseech you." So this just means that uh, since Paul was someone with with a preferred position, he's he's requests he has a request with an expectation that this request will be honored, that it will be heard, and that it will be obeyed. Like I beseech you, I expect you to obey what I'm saying, hear what I'm saying, honor what I'm saying. Okay, I beseech you to listen to me closely, and I'm expecting you to obey my request. So he says, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so this indicates that moment when Christ comes to collect His people, and that's at the end of the age. So after the seven-year tribulation, um, after the seven-year tribulation, then the second coming will happen, and that's when Christ will come back with ten thousand of His saints. Now, this word uh, coming here is the word parousia. And sometimes when he refers, when Paul refers to parousia, this word, he uses it interchangeably for sometimes it can be, he can be talking about the rapture, you know, the coming as the rapture or the coming as the second coming. And so you just have to read it in its context to see which one that he's talking about. And here in this text, he is talking about the, um, he's talking about the, um, the, the, um, after the, He's cu- talking about the, the second coming. He's talking about that here in this. But let's continue. Let's go on really quickly. Okay. So then he goes on to say, by gathering together unto him. So this gathering together is just literally like gathering the people together. Okay. So let me read this in the RIV for you. And let me see. Is this, this is the shorter part. Alright, so I'm going to read this part in the RIV, Second uh, Thessalonians 2 and 1. And as I always mention, the RIV is just the Renner interpretive ver- version. Rick Renner is uh, one whose ministry I follow very carefully. And um, his teaching is solid and profound. And so he has uh, broken down all these, <coughs> excuse me, um, these Greek words so that it's, it's very uh, easy to understand. So he says, Brothers, listen carefully. For I'm asking you in the strongest of terms to hear what I'm about to say and to do exactly what I'm asking you to do. The appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ is very near. The moment we have all longed and waited for is almost upon us. I'm talking about that moment when Jesus will finally gather us together for himself. Okay, so let's go on to verse 2. So, There were some prophecy teachers. Okay, you got to keep this in mind that were teaching untruths and I want to interject this and say that a rule of thumb when you're listening to teaching biblical preaching and teaching is you got to base what you believe upon the word of God. God will always confirm his word whatever I'm teaching you right now today you go back and look up the scriptures. And you can you can you can check it okay because it's the Word of God okay so God's word is always going to be confirmed the Bible gives you the peace okay that you need so you can't be moved by what anyone else says you got to the word has got to be your foundation all right so if it's not in the word then you need to you need to check it all right so he says here that you be not soon shaken. So, you know, he's just telling, like, something that's swift or is moving really, really possible, really uh, swiftly as, as possible, I'm sorry. And shaking here just means to shake or to waver or to totter. And the tense that's used here, it points to events that can cause, like, shock or alarm. So it refers to an event or a, uh, a set of repeated events that are so unexpected that it results in shock or distress Okay, like anxiety from just all these things that keep taking place and keep occurring. All right, it's kind of like it kind of puts you into something that's very <coughs> nerve-wracking. All right, so kind of jumpy. One scholar, Pastor Renner pointed out that one scholar translated it as jumpiness or nervousness. Okay, so he's telling us here that be not soon shaken. So don't be jumpy. Don't be, you know, don't be nervous. Like, what is he, when is he coming? When's it going? No, we got to go on and live our life. I mean, I was at that point kind of at the um, start of COVID, you know, it's kind of like, oh my goodness, is this it? You know, this is like, wow, okay. I knew definitely something had had shifted. Something was definitely changing, you know, and uh, I knew that the tides were turning. You know, people said, well, when things get back to normal, well, uh, I hate to break it to you, but things are not going to be normal again. All right, they're not going to be normal at, again, or as we knew it. If you notice, it's like with the with the onslaught of COVID, onset of COVID. Excuse me, that um, things changed drastically. Things changed drastically, and you know all this stuff just started coming up. And it used to be where things would happen like ever so often, you know. But at the point in time that we're living in, things are happening at such an alarming rate. And I've heard several people say. I miss a lot of things, you know. Things are not like they used to be. I've never seen things like this, especially those that um, I know that are, you know, older than myself. Um, those of my mom and my dad's generation, you know, they say it's is. I've never seen a time like this. It's it's just so it's just so different, and it is. It really is. And so things, you know, are not going to be the same. We have to just adapt and adjust to the way things are, because we know that the reason why they are the way they are is because we're reaching the end of the age. So as we get closer to the end of the age, unbelievable happenings will be happening regularly. So we're seeing that right now. We're seeing that right now. Unbelievable things. In fact, in Matthew 24, 8, it talks about how a woman is in birth pains and she has contractions. And for those of you that have had children or been around someone that's had children, you know, they're going along fine and then they start to have these contractions and they may be days apart and then as it gets closer to giving birth to the baby the contractions be start to get faster and faster and there's less time in between and right up until you know the, the 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 baby actually comes out they get faster and faster and faster and faster and then you start to see you know that the baby the woman is going into labor she's going to have that baby very soon so that's what um in Matthew 24 and 8 it, it gives that uh illustration so for those of you that have had children, just think about, you know, when you had children, that when the, you got closer to the, that time of delivery, that, you know, the, the the pains were hitting faster and faster and faster, okay? And so he goes on to say that you should not be shaken in mind. So that just, the mind, that's just talking about the mind, the will, and the emotions, the Greek word nous. And so he's just talking about in your mind. So the mind, you know, is the battleground. That's where the enemy comes to attack is in the mind. And so you have to make sure... That you keep your mind straight. You keep your mind together. So, you got to g- get a grip by not being moved by all these happenings. All these things. Some For some of you, that may mean you have to turn off the news. You have to turn off the news. I do not watch the news anymore. Uh, every now and then. Every now and then. But, uh, you turn off the news, you will, you will probably decrease your anxiety. Okay? Turn off the news. And, um, you know, just stay... In a mindset of prayer. You know, you got to get a grip on your mind because we're here. We're living in this day. We're living in this time. And so we have to be, we have to be on guard and we have to be, uh, you know, our minds have to be clear and everything. So he goes on to say in verse two, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled. All right. So the trouble is talking about like an inward fight that comes with being filled with worry, anxiety, or fear. Now, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Uh, He tells us to cast all our cares, our anxieties upon him because he cares for us. So, you know, we really have to just put our trust and faith in the Lord and keep our eyes on Jesus because we don't know the day or the hour. We can't control that. Only God knows. We can't control the happenings that take place. But I can tell you this. What we can do is that we can pray. Okay. We can pray. And that even in the midst of turbulent times, God can give us a peace which passes all understanding. All right, a peace which passes all understanding. So he says, be not troubled in spirit. Let me see, let me get, make sure, by spirit, by spirit. He says, by spirit. And that just, that just literally means like, you know, spiritual prophetic proclamation. So have, you got to have a root in sound doctrine. So these, when it says by spirit, these, these prophetic proclamations, they don't have any root in sound doctrine. So don't believe everything you hear. Hello, okay. YouTube is filled with untruths. Now, I'm mature enough that I can, you know, decipher through that. I don't believe everything I hear, okay. And sometimes people send me some crazy stuff, and you know, I might look at it, but sometimes I don't have even two minutes to waste on trash, you know, or stuff that's not true because I know the Word of God and I know what the Scripture says. So he's like, "Well, that's not in the word," you know. Like, if anybody claims and says, "I know the day that Jesus is going to return," it's a lie because the Scripture says, "No man knows the hour." Not even the, not even Jesus knows; only the Father knows, and He's waiting for that command. So, anytime somebody says that, it's like it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen because the Bible says that nobody knows. So, if you think you're exempt and you know, oh, nobody knows. So, there's a lot of things, and some um, some uh, things. They've been made, you know, it's to scare people and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Some of it's for, to make money, scaring people, you know, to make money selling this and selling that. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is that <sighs> seek the Lord. Okay. Get wisdom from him on what to do. And he will tell you what to do. All right. He will tell you what to do. So you cannot believe everything that you hear. The next part says, okay. says the man deceive you by any means. Uh, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. That you be <laughs> that you be not soon shaken in mind. So you got to keep your mind right. You got to keep your mind together. Or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us. So by word, it just means, this is what this, I'm going to just break this down. What it means when he says by word is that by rumor. So these rumors, have you heard? Have you heard? And that's what you... <laughs> here are a lot of people. Have you heard? Have you seen this? Have you heard this? Have you heard that? Have you heard that? Well, have you heard that, you know, th- what the Bible says that we, you know, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. We're living in a day and time where we got to read the Bible daily. We got to pray every day, every day. We got to pray for our loved ones. We got to pray. You um, You got to pray and you cannot listen to all that stuff. Okay, you can't, sometimes you can't watch everything that somebody sends you. Okay, so then he goes on to say by letter, or that's just talking about any published work. So things that Paul was, you know, writing, he was just telling them that, you know, don't be shaken in mind by none of this. Okay, don't be troubled, don't be moved. If not, nothing by spirit, um, nothing by word, nothing that's said, nothing that's uh, prophetic proclamations, uh, nothing that's um, like any rumors. You know, or anything about anything that is written from us as that the day of Jesus Christ is at hand. Okay, so I'm going to read that. I think I can read it now here in. And as I'm saying this, does any of this sound familiar? Okay, does any of this sound for familiar to you? So Second Thessalonians 2 and 2 RIV version reads like this. Listen carefully. Some things will be happening. And as he say, I'm telling you right here, this listen, listen carefully, listen carefully to what I'm saying. Okay. Listen carefully to, to how this reads out because this is like spot on, like right now today, some things will be happening right before his coming that could shake you up quite a bit. COVID. Hello. I'm referring to events that will be so dramatic that they could leave your head swimming, the elections, occurrences of such a serious nature that many people will end up feeling alarmed, panicked, intimidated, and unnerved. All these shootings and all these killings. Naturally speaking, these events could put your nerves on edge and make you feel apprehensive and insecure. Anxiety is on the rise in our society. People are so filled with anxiety. People can't sleep because of things that are happening and going on. How I wish I could tell you all these incidents were going to be just a one shot deal. But when they finally get rolling and they're rolling, y'all. They're going to keep coming and coming one after another. That's why you have to determine not to be shaken or moved by anything you see or hear. You need to get a grip on your mind and refuse to allow yourself to be traumatized by these events. If you let these things get to you, it won't be too long until you're a nervous wreck. That's why you have to decide beforehand that you are not going to give in and allow fright to penetrate its way into your mind and emotions until it runs your whole life. I also want to tell you not to be too surprised if people start making weird spiritual proclamations, YouTube, TikTok, and off-the-wall utterances during the time just before the Lord comes. All kinds of strange things are going to happen during those days. That we're in right now. It's going to get so bizarre. That you might even receive a letter. From some person who claims. That the day of the Lord has already come. Who knows. They might even attach our name to it. Alleging to have our endorsement. Or they might even send it. As if it were written. And sent from us. Now that sounds like to me. That that's talking directly to somebody. That's listening. Because maybe you have fallen into getting. Getting. Um, unnerved, you don't know why. Why am I so jumpy? Why am I so shaky? Why is this why am I, you know, like have this anxiety that's going on. And that's because you've allowed your mind to to feed into these things that are taking place and, and that are going on. All right. And so you cannot be alarmed because the Bible tells us that these things are gonna come. These things are gonna come. And the good news is we see that these things are coming so we know that the coming of Christ is that much more near and at hand. So I want to pray for you. Maybe you're one that's listening and you've been listening to this series and it's been blessing your heart. And you know, you may have some anxiety or some jumpiness or some sleep, uh, sleep sleepless nights. Now sometimes we all have, you know, where we um might not have a good night, but I'm talking about not sleeping at all every night. You're supposed to the Bible says God says that he gives his beloved sweet sleep. And so I know there was a time when I wasn't sleeping too well and You know, it messes up everything when you don't sleep well. And uh, I had to pray and ask God. You know, I just had to say every night, Father God, you said in your word, you give your beloved sweet sleep. And I got to cast my cares upon him and leave them there and close my eyes and go to sleep. The Bible says that God will give us a peace which passes all understanding. It'll guard our heart and minds. If you have to, (coughs) I would suggest that you get some scriptures and sometimes you can get them off of um, some really good ones on YouTube that you can listen to at night that will help you fall asleep. Sometimes I, I still do this. Um, and the funny thing is it will be my, maybe like an hour long of, of scripture readings and I fall asleep within the first few minutes. I mean, I don't make it to the end ever. OK, I fall asleep within like the first three minutes. You know, I hear three scriptures and I'm gone and I usually sleep pretty good through the night. Now, there are times because I'm an intercessor. So there are times throughout the night. That uh, you know God's time clock is not like ours, so there are times through the night that I have that I get up and I have to pray, but I get up and pray and uh, then go back to sleep, and I uh, feel real rested the next day because I've been you know in the spirit, and and not you know in in myself. But I'm talking about not sleeping well at all. So I want to pray for those people today, <coughs> and if that's you, you just believe God. <clears throat> Excuse me, got a little choked up. You just believe God. To um, move on your behalf. The devil you are alive. Trying to get me all choked up. So I can't pray. It's ironic right at that time. Trying to kind of try to. Pull on my throat here. But he's defeated in Jesus name. So we got the victory. So Father God I thank you right now. I thank you Father God that your word is truth. Your word is truth Father God. And I thank you Father God that. That you are alive. And you are powerful. I thank you Father God for the promise that you've given us. I thank you for what it is you've given us in your word that you are coming to get us. And Father, as we anticipate and we await your coming, I pray for anyone that is listening to this podcast that does not know you as their Savior, that they will come to the knowledge of the truth and be set free from the chains that have held them captive. I thank you that their eyes of understanding be enlightened and that they will come to know you. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, just say this quick prayer with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and make me clean and new. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Father, I pray for those that may be dealing with anxiety or may be dealing with worry. And just as the scripture says, dealing with being jumpy and just just kind of, you know, fretful. Father, you've given us peace, which passes all understanding. And I speak forth that right now to each and every one. And I thank you, Father God, that you are, are moving upon the hearts In the minds of the people, Lord, I thank you that you're getting us in a position of preparedness, of preparedness in mind, of preparedness in heart. Help us not to faint. Help us not to waver. But, Father, help us to continue to put our trust and faith in you and continue to look up. And while we're still here, Lord, I thank you that you've counted us worthy to be alive in this time. And I thank you, Father God, for that generation that will not see death. Perhaps it's this. I know it's this generation. We don't know the day or the hour when you will return. We know it's soon. And while we await your return, Father God, I thank you that you help us to occupy, occupy until you come. Give us opportunities as minister to those around us to tell them the truth and that they will see you in us. I pray for our loved ones that don't know you, Father God, that are lost. Father God, help them to see that you are the answer and help them to give their lives to you before it's too late. I thank you today, Father God, that you be glorified in each and every mind and each and every heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, be sure to um look up those scriptures again and meditate on those scriptures again. Um, And we'll be we coming back next week. I think it's next week that I will get into the actual Antichrist, um, the message about the Antichrist. So I've laid the foundation with the rapture of the church. So we know that it's an event that we look forward to those in Christ. And uh, we look forward to to this to this event. And um, I definitely don't want to be here for the tribulation. Definitely don't want to be here for that. That's not something I want to be here for. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing Jesus face to face. My goodness, I'm looking forward to it. And so um, be sure to remember the words in Romans 10, The faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.